Hey guys, this is Jenny Allen, and you are listening to the Made for This podcast. On this episode of Made for This, we will be reading Philippians 2, verses 14 through 17. Do all things without grumbling or disputing, that you may be blameless and innocent children of God, without blemish in the midst of a crooked and twisted generation, among whom you shine as lights in the world, holding fast to the word of life, so that in the day of Christ I may be proud that I did not run in vain or labor in vain. Even if I am to be poured out as a drink offering upon the sacrificial offering of your faith, I am glad and rejoice with you all. And now, let's hear from Jenny. This is so interesting, what Paul says here. He actually says, you're going to be completely stand out, completely unique, shine, cut through the darkness, stars in this generation. If you just eliminate something from your life, it's unbelievable. When you do things without grumbling or disputing, we stand out as blameless, innocent children of God without blemish in the midst of a crooked and twisted generation. We're just going to stop right here because, team, if we get this right, if we can shift from complaining and grumbling, this is going to shift the way people view us. Now, what's interesting is I think the people that talk about God the most are some of the most grumbly and complaining people I know. (laughs) I hope that I'm not one of them. I'm sure I am to some degree. But I know that this is an issue for us, that we love to complain and grumble. I think it is addictive. (laughs) It's so easy to do. And I I mean, I noticed in my house, I remember when my kids were little, we used to have boot camp. And boot camp, I mean, it was brutal. You know, like I might get child abuse charges here. I mean, if you complain, grumble, talk back, boot camp would only last for like a few days in our house. But everybody knew when it was boot camp time, if you even have one slip up, you're in your room for an hour. Now, as for little kids, like an hour is like 17 days, you know, (laughs) and they'd be in there like, I gotta eat, you're starving me, you know. But I mean, an hour makes you think. And I'm telling you what, we do it almost the beginning of every summer because the number one thing, they would all come home and they were bored and they were hungry and they were cranky and they didn't like each other and they fought over everything. And I was like, it's done. Everyone to your rooms and like every, but what was cool is after about two days, they stopped and they were nice to each other and they played well together. And it was worth it. Boot camp was always worth it at the beginning of the summer because for the rest of the summer, they liked each other and they quit complaining and they quit grumbling. And I just, it, you realize that that this is something that can completely get out of hand, but it also can be completely resolved. If you discipline yourself and train your mind and train your words and train each other in words of life that are life-giving, that, that bring encouragement and hope and not sin and death, it is possible It is possible to focus on the good instead of everything that's wrong. Paul loves talking about what we talk about. In Ephesians 4, he says, Let no corrupting talk come out of your mouths, but only such as as good for building up as fits the occasion that it may give grace to those who hear. There's a fine line between being real and complaining and grumbling. That's why we need people that will notice it in us when we've just become someone who is focused on everything that's wrong with our lives. And Paul is also going to give us the answer. He's going to say that the way that we shine 
as lights in the world, that we don't grumble and complain, is to hold fast to the word of life. And we do this because of a reason, so that in the day of Christ, I may be proud that I ran my race and that I didn't labor in vain. And so there is a purpose to our lives, and we're detracting from it when we are full of complaining, grumbling. And really the reason why is because what Paul knows is that someone that actually believes all this, that doesn't think this is myth, that actually believes in the Word of God and that this is all headed to heaven, someone can do uncomfortable things for a season without telling everybody about it. We can go through something difficult for a season. Now, some of you, that season, like my best friend Sarah, who is still recovering from a stroke that was five years ago, some of you, that difficulty is long and hard. But my friend Sarah, if she could talk, would tell you that complaining and grumbling would have destroyed her life, that she had to choose, even though she couldn't speak, even though she had to relearn to walk and move and eat, And even though she has had to watch other people take care of her kids for years, she knew that if she continues to focus on everything that's wrong in her life, she will die from the pain of it. But she also knew that if she would see the good and and all that God was giving back to her and that she would focus on her kids and what she could give them and she would focus on the opportunity she had because of the difficult things in her life, then she would have joy and peace. And I watched someone who has lost nearly everything still not complain and not grumble. And she has her own way of doing it, she'd tell you. And I I know it well. (laughs) It's not like she needed words to grumble and complain. We all can complain and grumble without words. But she has found hope and joy in choosing to focus on what is good. And gosh, we can do that for each other. Joy is contagious. So is disunity and complaining and grumbling. So how do we practically live this out? I say that these conversations are awkward, but I never have called them annoying. And and I think there's a fine line between having an awkward conversation and being annoying and constantly correcting people. It's something we do in our immaturity when we're just kind of starting out as a believer and, and feeling our own conviction. We start to lay it on everybody else. What I would do with this one is rather than try to control everybody else's complaining, grumbling, work on your own. Trust that it will be contagious if you give life-giving words. The other thing that I've noticed works so well is just shifting conversations. When something is going down a track, you can shift into focusing on something more positive. So, you know, we do this with our kids all the time. Hey, let's do it with each other. It works. Redirection. If you're headed down into a conversation that is going to produce both complaining and grumbling in you and complaining and grumbling in other people, redirect the conversation into something that is helpful and more hopeful. If you feel stuck in complaining and grumbling, I would, I think of my friend Ann Voskamp and how much it ministered to all of us, her, her book, 1,000 Gifts, and it was because it produced this in us. It was, it was a shift in what we focus on, and I would just keep a gratitude journal. I would just write down every day something or 10 things that you're thankful for and start to notice in your life how much is right, how much is good, how much God has blessed you with. And it's a lot harder to complain and grumble when that's what you see every day, what God has done that is so good. Hey, Jenny. Hey, Chloe. What up, you? Well, I'm driving around, kids. Like crazy, they go to camp tomorrow, so we are running all the errands. Nice. I am calling you because I have a question for the complaining episode, and okay. I need you to answer it. <laughs> all right. Let's record a podcast. Let's, <laughs> let's, let's do it. 
And this question is kind of personal for me. I'm not going to lie. A lot of you guys that that are listening have sent in some great questions, but I had this one for myself because as a young mom, uh, this is something I face all the time because I deal with little people who make my life kind of difficult some days. And so I will hang out with my friends and this question comes up. And so the question is, how do you know when you've gone from being vulnerable with your people and real with them to grumbling and complaining? Yeah, that is a really, really important question. In fact, I'm so glad we're talking about it because I think it's interesting that the two episodes we're releasing this week, one is with Jessica Honiger, one of my most real authentic friends. And the other one is on complaining and grumbling because honestly, like, when I'm talking to Jessica, that is part of what makes our relationship so dear is that it is very authentic and we can call each other out and we can say whatever we need to say to each other. And that's a really safe space. So I think it's a great, great question. And I think probably a lot of people have it. So I'm going to actually start with the scripture that I have um, memorized along with my kids as they were growing up. It was constantly um, repeated in the car at home because it needed to be. Um, so let's start there with scripture. So it's Ephesians 4:29. Do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths, but only what is helpful for building each other up according to our needs that it may benefit those who listen. So we would kind of ask these questions of like, is it wholesome? Is it helpful in building others up? Is it actually meeting their needs? And is it benefiting other people that are listening? And so many of their words just candidly weren't. And so it kind of was a good test of, is this helpful? Is this beneficial? And and honestly, I think if we would approach our words a little bit more like this, what we would find is a grid that helps us know, is this something that I am doing because I am just at within and wanting to complain that the irony is, and all the science proves it is when we give words to our thoughts that are just truly negative, it further reinforces them. So when I'm listening to my child tear herself down because she struggles with dyslexia and she will say words like, I am stupid. I am dumb. Now she knows that's not true. She has read the books about dyslexia. She knows that's not true. When I hear her say those words, I immediately, I mean, my whole body just freaks out because I cannot handle hearing my daughter, anyone speak about my daughter that way, more or less my daughter, you know, speak about herself that way. And so we've got to realize that giving words to something gives power to it. And so I, I, I think that that's why Paul continually and, and throughout scripture, you see this pattern of, of the way we think and the way we speak, that these are important because they end up patterning the ways that we live. Now, I don't want my daughter to live in isolation with patterns of thinking either that are that, but a different way for my daughter to say that, to get that out would be rather than, than calling herself negative things, it would be to say, mom, I have been struggling with negative thoughts about myself. And, and in that way, she is working through a a negative thought pattern that needs to work its way out, but she's also opening herself up to what is true and what is good. And I think if we can build conversations that do that, if we're authentic with what we are struggling with, but we do it in a way that opens up our lives and our heart to hear what is true and what is good rather than 
what I think we often do, which is to crave, we actually crave complaining. It actually feels in the short term, very good to just get it off our chest. But the truth is when we do that, we're not building a conversation that's asking people to speak truth to us. And so there's a difference. And I think it starts with the heart and just saying, you know, I I need to get this out, but I need to do it so that I grow and so that I'm not in bondage to this negative pattern. And, you know, and then the next question is, I mean, the, the old cliche, like prayer request for a friend, you know, that everybody feels like we can gossip because they're, they're worried about a friend or they're in conflict with a friend. And with that, I am so big about going to the person first. And if that person doesn't give you permission to have other people pray or bring other people into it, it's just not our business. And I think we need to do a better job of protecting our friends and not sharing our conflicts and not sharing our frustrations with each other about other people and not sharing their private business. I think as women, sometimes we can, in the pursuit of good, like act like we're, you know, for their best interest, sharing things and it's just not okay. And I believe that conversations can elevate. And honestly, this is what God meant friendship to be. Those that that confess sin to each other and that bring each other up as we do it. And, and that's why confession is so important. It's not because we're forgiven when we confess out loud verbally to other people. It's that we get to experience their grace and their truth, reminding us that what God says is true. It makes me think too, like you talked about in the episode, that this truly is the way we look different from the world because the world would use complaining as a connection point with others yep. ra- rather than true vulnerability that admits that we're sinners, but also lives in hope that I have a God who sees me and is redeeming me and my child. And we just look different. Well, and just to be clear, there are times that it's not sin. It's just life's hard. It's like you with toddlers right now, like life's just hard. And that's not confessing sin. It's just, it's saying what's true, but it's saying what's true in a way that's seeking hope and not seeking negativity and, and glorifying in that. Okay. Thank you, Jenny. That was awesome. want to communicate with you and let you know the things that are happening with the podcast and ask you some questions as well. So text Jenny Allen, J-E-N-N-I-E-A-L-L-E-N to 31996. That's Jenny Allen, one word to 31996. And we will add you to our text stream and we'll send you all kinds of fun stuff, free stuff, communication and questions. We want you to be a part of the conversation.